Konami says, we still do games. Hitman speedrunners go full sage mode. WWE Network finds a new home. Microsoft not changing anything on that gold pricing. And a Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic game is in development. This is DBN News for 125-2021. Before we start, if you'd like to support the podcast even more, the DBN Patreon has launched at patreon.com slash dadsbeardsnerds. Sign up today for some awesome rewards with tiers ranging from $3 to $30. We're not trying to break your bank, but rather give you another option to support us. Once again, that's patreon.com slash dadsbeardsnerds. Now, let's get into the news. First, it's from IGN and written by Joe Scrabbles. Konami has not shut down its gaming division. Konami has announced an internal restructure in which three production divisions will be dissolved, but has denied that it is shutting down its gaming production after fans and media began speculating about the move. The story began in an announcement to investors of, among other themes, organizational restructuring. A post on the Konami Digital Entertainment website explained that it will dissolve production divisions 1, 2, and 3 to respond to the rapid market that surrounds us. With production divisions previously representing the company's home of game development, some took this to mean that gaming production at the company was being shuttered as a whole. However, in a statement to IGN, a Konami representative wrote, the announcement made refers to an internal restructure with production divisions being consolidated. We have not shut down our video game division. While Konami hasn't commented further, the same announcement shows that several executives who previously led production divisions are now solely leading separate production departments. Per the statement's mention of consolidation, it may be that the development work of the old divisions is being folded into wider departments. You know, Konami does so much more other than gaming. They've got slot machines. Uh, I think they have electronics companies, stuff like that. So it just makes sense for them to have to consolidate this. They probably did some, some layoffs as well. But uh, they're still making games. Hopefully they can consolidate into a better game company. <laughs> Got him. Second is from IGN and written by Jordan Oleman. Hitman 3 speedrunners have finished the first level in 8 seconds. Hitman 3 speedrunners have managed to finish the game's first level in less than 10 seconds. That's right, seconds. And they're only getting faster with the current leader beating it in just 8 the Dubai assassination mission on top of the world can be beaten incredibly quickly due to the position of the two main targets at the start of the level. And speedrun.com currently shows a number of users vying to claim the any percent world record, with the five people currently cracking the sub 10 second mark. User Goron managed to finish it in eight seconds on January 25th, and they don't need to even walk up the stairs to dispatch the two marks. Using the atrium elevator entrance to the level, Goron first shoots the wall to alert the targets, stopping them from moving, before quickly picking them off with a silenced pistol. Then, all they need to do is head back to the elevator to complete the mission. But what about getting the silent assassin, Accolade 2? Goron has, has to compromise 47 to complete the mission. Brilliantly in 8 second finish only awards a 2 star rating at the level. But other users have found ways to complete Dubai in less than 20 seconds while staying completely hidden. The, the speedrunning community is freaking bonkers. Like, who thinks about this stuff? Who knows this? Like, it's so much research goes into this. And it's just, like, it always baffles me. But it's so freaking awesome third is from ign and written by adele anchors wwe network in the u.s to close and move to nbc's peacock nbc's peacock and wwe have announced a multi-year agreement that gives peacock exclusive streaming rights to the wwe network in the u.s 
WWE has revealed that NBC Universal will officially launch the WWE Network on its Peacock streaming service in the U.S. on March 18th, beginning the rollout of more than 17,000 hours of new, original, and library WWE Network programming, both on demand and on a 24-7 channel. Per Variety, any existing subscribers of the WWE Network in the U.S. will be migrated over to Peacock Premium for $4.99 per month or for an ad-free experience. Peacock Premium Plus will be available for $9.99 per month. The Wall Street Journal reports that WWE, I said like three W's there, is set to rake in more than $1 billion for the five-year deal, which will see Peacock become the sole streaming distributor in the U.S. of the WWE Network. Consequently, WWE will shut down its WWE Network streaming service in the U.S. in March, but will continue to operate as a standalone streaming service outside of the U.S., meaning that nothing will change for WWE Network subscribers in other countries. The company's plan to share further details about the switch to Peacock and the management of customer accounts in the next few weeks. Man, I feel like the WWE <laughs> said it like eight times. The WWE network like is just getting passed around like twice a year. It's so bonkers. Uh, throwing it on another streaming service is cool, I guess. Like more power to it, but. How do you wrestling fans feel about this? Fourth is from IGN and written by Adam Bankers. Microsoft not changing Xbox Live Gold pricing. Microsoft has announced that it is reversing its decision and will not change Xbox Live Gold pricing. Furthermore, free-to-play games will no longer require an Xbox Live Gold membership to play on Xbox consoles. As detailed in Xbox Wire post, this decision comes after an earlier announcement that it would be raising the prices of Xbox Live Gold, which would mean that 60 would have gotten you only six months instead of 12. Microsoft's full statement is as follows. We messed up today and you were right to let us know. Connecting and playing with friends is a vital part of gaming and we failed to meet the expectations of players who count on it every day. As a result, we have decided not to change Xbox Live Gold pricing. We're turning this moment into an opportunity to bring Xbox Live more in line with how we see the player at the center of their experience. Free-to-play games will truly be free and you will no longer need an Xbox Live Gold membership to play those games on Xbox. We are working hard to deliver this change as soon as possible in the coming months. If you are an Xbox Live Gold member already, you state your current price for a renewal. New and existing members can continue to enjoy Xbox Live Gold for the same prices they pay today. And then it just price points what the prices are. Phil Spencer, the head of Xbox, took to Twitter to apologize for the angst and emotion the initial announcement caused and said that the company will learn from it for the future. Apologies for all the angst and emotion this caused today for our customers, Spencer wrote. As always, we appreciate the feedback. This is a good learning opportunity for us, and we will learn from it. Well, it was a stupid move, but they listened and changed it, which is a good thing. Shows that Xbox, Xbox is a very, obviously, consumer-friendly. They have been for a while now. So, kudos to them for listening. Not kudos for them to for trying to, uh, you know, <laughs> announce this really lackluster whatever it was. And fifth is from IGN, written by Adam Bankhurst. A Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic game is reportedly in development. A new Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic game is reportedly in the works, and it is not being developed by EA and BioWare, the studio behind the original game. As reported by VGC, this latest rumor comes courtesy of credited Star Wars insider Bespin Bolton, who spoke on a recent B.O.B. the podcast episode about this project that is said to be in development outside of EA and that will never guess who the studio is that's making the game. Amongst my digging, I heard there is a Knights of the Old Republic project in development somewhere, Bespin Bolton said. I talked to a couple of people and I also found out that Jason Schreier said that it's not with EA and will never guess who the studio is that's making the game. 
Bloomberg's most pretentious writer, Jason Schreier, has previously spoken of a potential KOTOR project, both on Reset Area Era and Twitter, and his words echo Bespin Bolton's comments. Furthermore, Wushu Studios' Nate Najda also took to Reset Era in response to this to say, it's not as mysterious as you think, it's just not a household name most people are aware of. There have been previous rumors of a Star Wars The Knights of the Old Republic remake being in the works at EA, and that it would take elements of the first Kotar and Knights of the Old Republic to the Sith Lords and retool the two stories to make them fit in current canon. It is unclear whether this is the discussed project that has since been taken away from EA, or if it is an entirely new story. I'm 100% okay if they merge those two stories into one big story. That would be freaking awesome. Uh, I think that is still rumor. Take it with a grain of salt. But yeah, we don't really know a whole lot yet. I'm sure we'll know more within the next coming months. And that is the news for today. Thank you for listening. And if you'd like to support the podcast further, you got two options. Anchor.fm slash dadsbeardsnerds. We can leave us a voice message or subscribe for a monthly donation. Or head on over to patreon.com slash dadsbeardsnerds where you can pick a tier and get some awesome rewards. Next up, find us on all social media at dadsbeardsnerds. And last, if you'd like to be part of our ever-growing Discord community, find that link in our Twitter bio or the show notes for every show that we release and produce. Until next time, I'm Anthony. I look forward to making more content for you.